In the world, there are some powerful forces of nature. We hear about them in the news all the time, in the form of forest fires and hurricanes, earthquakes and tornadoes, volcanoes and hailstorms, avalanches, tsunamis, landslides, and many other forces that cause all types of damage and destruction. But none of these forces, as damaging and as destructive as they are, either individually or collectively, are as damaging and as destructive as sin. None of these forces, either individually or collectively, meaning combined, are as damaging or as destructive as sin. The very nature of sin is evil and if you aren't careful it can consume you if you let it and sin can destroy you if you don't stop it. Sin is such a powerful and destructive and damaging force that it caused Lucifer who was an archangel in the throne room in heaven near Almighty God sin caused wickedness in Satan's heart in Lucifer's heart which resulted in him being evicted from heaven and banished to earth where Revelations 20:10 says his eventual end is coming. Sin even caused Lucifer to convince a third of the angels who were already in heaven to follow him, which resulted in them, a third of the angels who were already in heaven, being evicted from heaven and also banished to earth to await their eternal punishment. But even as strong and as destructive and as damaging as sin is, there is still several forces, and one we're going to talk about today, there is still a force that is more powerful than sin. And that force is repentance. That force is repentance. Greetings brothers and sisters, I'm Pastor Keith and today's message is titled Repent Does Not Mean Repeat. Repentance is a powerful force. It's so powerful that it even trumps sin. Repentance is so powerful that it even trumps Satan. And repentance is such a powerful force that it causes 99% of the sin that we commit, have committed, currently committing, will commit, 99% of the sin that we commit to be forgiven by God himself. Repentance is such a powerful force that each and every single time we use it, I don't know about you, but it does something inside of me that I cannot explain, cannot put into words, 
and the feeling has such energy that no words can adequately describe it. Repentance has the power to bring two enemies back together no matter what has happened between them. Repentance has the power to repair relationships and mend marriages between husbands and wives no matter what has happened between them. Repentance has such power that it can restore and renew even after Satan has come along to steal, kill, and destroy. Repentance has the power of God behind it so that no forces, even if they are combined, can come against it. Even if they're combined, no forces can stand against repentance because it's such a powerful force. But repent does not mean repeat. Brothers and sisters, repent does not mean repeat. When we do something wrong to someone and we are sorry for it, and we repent for it and we are forgiven for it, it does not give us the license to do it again. And even when we sin against God, as long as it is not blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, we can be forgiven for it. We can repent and be forgiven for it, but that does not give us permission to do it again. See, there is no rinse cycle and you don't have to wring it out after you've washed it. Repentance means it's one and done. You don't have to wash it all over again. And there are no reruns in the cycle and the process of repentance. You don't have to watch repentance all over again. When God forgives us, it's one and done. There is no need to focus on it. And in fact, God even forgets it after he forgives us. And brothers and sisters, when God says it, that settles it. We are all human. And as humans, we have a tendency to mess things up. And we tend to get things wrong every now and then, no matter how hard we try to get them right. Sin works against our flesh, and it is constantly at war with the Spirit of God that is within us. And sin works to knock us off track and keep us off track each and every opportunity it gets to do so. But listen to this. Because without sin, there would be no repentance. Without sin, there would be no need for repentance. But again, today's message is simply titled, Repent does not mean repeat. We all have loved ones. And even our loved ones 
especially our loved ones, have a tendency to hurt us the most. But the Bible says that no matter how much or how many times that the person that you love the most hurts you or brings harm to you or causes you pain, because repentance is in place, you are to forgive them 70 times 7. That's how powerful the force that is behind repentance truly is, is that you have to forgive. You don't have to, but the Bible says that you must forgive in order to be forgiven. You have to forgive 70 times 7. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said that we should be able to live this life based on the life that he lived. We should be able to live our lives based on the life that he lived. And although Jesus never committed a single sin that he ever had a need to repent for, he gave us and he left us and he showed us plenty of examples of people who did and people who do. And those examples clearly show us that that powerful force of repentance is still in very high demand today. Before Jesus was ever baptized, while he was still a youth, learning the ways of the carpentry trade from a man named Joseph, a man of God named John the Baptist was the voice crying in the wilderness. John the Baptist was the one who paved the way for Jesus to walk into his ministry. And John's only message was very, very simple. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist told people, he warned people, and he spread the message all over across the land. And he even encouraged people that they should embrace and use the powerful force that is behind repentance. Before Jesus the Messiah showed up on the scene and caught them still living in, walking in, participating in, and walking around with their unrepented sins. And even though John the Baptist carried that message well over 2,000 years ago, the same message should be carried by us as Christians all over the land and that message is simple, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Many of us should be embracing this message and we should carry it as a banner for when we reach out to people or when we teach people or even when we preach to people. We should be shouting this message from the rooftops and from the mountaintops so that people will hear the message and the force that is behind it called repentance 
will touch their hearts and they will confess and repent and walk out of the unrepented sin that many people are still walking in. See, at some point in our lives, each and every one of us, me, you, everybody you know, everybody I know, each and every single one of us has a need to repent. John the Baptist was that voice crying in the wilderness, shouting it from the rooftops and the mountaintops until Jesus came along and took all that John had preached through all his sermons and through all his teaching and fulfilled it and Jesus also confirmed it. Jesus the Christ came to earth to tell us about the powerful force of repentance and sometimes he used the words go and sin no more meaning repent does not mean repeat Jesus said you're forgiven but that does not mean go out and do it again See, he told a woman that your accusers were just standing right here before me and although you're forgiven through me that does not mean go out and do it again repent does not mean repeat and you've cheated on your spouse before and you've been forgiven for it but that does not give you a license to go out and do it again and you've lied on that person before and you've been forgiven for it but that does not mean that you go out and do it again and you took something from someone that did not belong to you before and you've been forgiven for it but that does not mean go do it again and you've talked about that person or that family or that person and that family before and you've been forgiven for it but that does not give you a license to go out and do it again repent does not mean repeat and see it could be something as simple and as subtle as you judging people on your job or in your community or in your church and you keep saying you're sorry but you go right back and do it all over again and John the Baptist carried the message and Jesus came and fulfilled and confirmed it but repent does not mean repeat at some point you have to stop doing that which you say you are sorry for or it doesn't really carry much weight with God. Your repentance has to come through godly sorrow because godly sorrow leads to repentance which leads to forgiveness. Repentance is such a powerful force that no force of nature on the planet, even individually or combined, can stand against it. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you why it's important. 
I'm going to tell you something about a little known scripture in the Bible that most people never talk about. I've been in the church over 18 years and I've never heard anybody preach on this subject, but it's a little known scripture in the Bible that tells us about willful sin. See, the world calls it premeditation, something that is premeditated, meaning that you think about it before you go and do it. But willful sin is simply sin that you go out and commit, but you thought about it way back then, long before you ever acted on it, you thought about it. And coming up next, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this little known scripture about willful sin. I'll be right back. Be sure to listen to more great lessons, ideas, strategies, and tips from Pastor Keith's podcast by searching for Pastor Keith Hammond on iTunes. Welcome back. Before the break, I started talking to you about willful sin. And willful sin is sin that you or I or we commit after we've thought about when and where and how we're going to do it. The world calls it premeditated or something that is premeditated. But it's willful sin. You think about it, it takes root in your heart, and then you think about when, where, what, how and why you're going to do it. That's willful sin. You think about it first, long before you act on it, and it's willful sin. And a little known scripture, again, I've been in leadership in the church over 18 years, and a little known scripture that I've never heard anyone, and I've been to a lot of churches, never heard anyone preach about or preach from is in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26 and it describes willful sin by saying for if we sin willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins and what that means is that once you know something is a sin and once you know without any doubt or without any question that it is a sin, and once you know that if you do it, it is going to be a sin, once you know that truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for that sin that you commit. Brothers and sisters, what that means very very simply is that there is no excusing sin when it's done woefully and those aren't my words that comes directly from the Word of God and again I've been in leadership in church over 18 almost 19 20 years but I have never heard anyone preach on or preach from this particular scripture on willful sin. There is no excuse 
for sin and there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins that we, that you or I or we commit willfully. The world can call it premeditated all at once, but willful is the word that God uses to describe it. See, let me, let me break it all the way down to this level. See, there is no excusing it when you plan it, when you go online to the hotel website and you take out your credit card and you make a reservation. And on the day that you're supposed to meet him or her, you get up that morning with that thought on your mind of making it or getting to that hotel and you get up and shower, shave comb your hair, oil up, put on the smell good, get dressed, stop by the store to pick up some flowers and the chocolate covered strawberries, and then drive all the way to the hotel and check in. And see, normally he or she hasn't arrived yet, so even though you've thought about it, you still haven't acted on the sin that you're about to commit so there's still time to stop it see there's still time to call it off but you've been waiting on this moment for a long time and now that you've checked in and you're in the hotel and you're walking toward the elevator and you take that ride up the elevator and you can still stop it before you put that key in that slot. But you don't. And now you're opening the door. And you set the packages down. And you put the cold drinks in the refrigerator. And you turn on some soft music. Because you've been preparing for this moment long before it happens. Yes, well in advance, willfully, did I say willfully? And now, instead of backing out, you're about to commit sin. And even though he or she hasn't arrived yet and you're still in the room by yourself and you can still stop it, you're committed to it and you may not even think about stopping it but uh oh there's a knock on the door there is a knock on the door and now your blood starts pumping and your heart starts racing and now you're excited to the level to where even if you could stop you probably wouldn't because even if there was an angel sitting right there on your shoulder telling you that Hold on, you can still stop. You haven't touched him or her yet. You can still stop. You still probably would. You still would probably brush that thought off your shoulder and carry out that which you willfully came there to do. So, okay. Enough of the buildup. Let me tell you about something that you did long before you ever 
went online to the hotel website and made the reservation. Let me tell you about something you did long before you stopped at the store to get those flowers and those chocolate-covered strawberries. Let me let you in on the point where there was no more sacrifice for your sin before you ever drove to the hotel. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 28, that the very moment you look at a man or a woman with lust, you've already committed adultery or fornication with them in your heart. Long before you ever went online, made the hotel reservation, long before you picked up the flowers, long before you ever drove to the hotel, checked in, went upstairs, put the key in the slot, opened the door, put some drinks in the refrigerator, played some soft music. Believe me, I know. I've been there. I've been there. So, don't think I don't know. Don't get it twisted. Long before you ever did any of that, the Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 28, that the moment that you look with your eyes upon that person, man or woman, with lust that you've already committed the adultery or the fornication in your heart. Willful sin. See, this is where most people get caught up and they don't realize that they're walking around with unrepented sin. Let me explain it to you. I'm going to break it way down so that you can get it. See, the moment that you lusted after them, you committed the first sin. Then the moment that you carry out the act of adultery or fornication at the hotel, you've committed the second sin. But here's where most people get caught up because they fail to remember or they willingly forget. See, the moment that you went to the hotel and carried out the act. You committed the second sin. But people, this is where people get caught up because they fail to remember or fail to realize or, or willfully forget that there's a sin that takes place long before the second one, which is the physical one. And that's the sin that takes place in your mind, which works down through your heart starts off as lust long before you ever get to the act of carrying it out. And the way that most people get caught up is because they repent for the one. They repent for the physical act. But they never ever say anything to God about the thought long before the act ever See, we repent for the act, but we fail to repent for the thought. And that's where most people get caught up in unrepented sin, willful sin. Because even if you repent for the physical action, you still have to repent for the physical attraction. Because if you repent for the physical you also have to repent for the spiritual. 
and that spiritual is the sin that takes place in your heart long before the physical or long before it ever manifests itself into the physical. Let me say that again. You still have to repent for the spiritual long before you ever commit the physical. And there are many people today walking around with unrepented sin not knowing why it is that they're still in bondage. And that's vast majority of the reason is because you and me and we repent for that which is physical but we fail to remember and fail to realize that sin starts in the spiritual long before it ever becomes or manifests itself in the physical. So there are people walking around not knowing what it is that keeps holding them back and there are people walking around not knowing why God is not blessing them and there are people walking around constantly in bondage from one thing to the next and there are people walking around constantly going through one problem to the next to this problem to that problem and there are people walking around in unrepented sin because they think the physical the act of touching or feeling or doing something with another person that you shouldn't be is all there is but the spiritual the sin committed or the, the, the sin took place in the spiritual in the heart long before it ever became physical brothers and sisters it's willful sin it's unrepented if you don't repent for all of it. And repent does not mean repeat. John the Baptist said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'm saying it again today. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Time is short. You know it. I know it and the signs are all over the place. Wars and rumors of wars and wars of all kinds going on. And time is short. Repent does not mean repeat. I spent a lot of time on and writing about and talking about unrepented sin because it's the one thing that a lot of people will miss heaven because of and they won't even know why. So I've, I've taken it, uh, this entire subject of unrepented sin and willful sin and repentance and how to get repentance right. Because you have to repent for the physical and the spiritual. You have to repent for the spiritual as well as the physical. You have to repent for the physical as well as the spiritual. And I've written a lot about this subject in my book titled Disease Carrier. Um, don't be a host for sin. It's, quite, it's, it's titled Disease Carrier. Don't be a host for sin. Uh, a lot of people are walking around wondering why they're sick. And Disease Carrier, don't be a host for sin, helps explain some of the reasons why people are walking around not knowing uh, why it is that they are 
physically and spiritually sick and why they are still physically and spiritually still in bondage and why it is that they cannot physically or spiritually get a breakthrough and this book disease carrier don't be a host for sin I spent a lot of time on this particular subject again today's message is titled repent does not mean repeat you get the book today you can go on my website lessonsforlifebooks.com or you can go on Barnes and Noble you can get it from Amazon the book is available and Jesus himself says that there are a lot of sins that are already in our heart long before they manifest themselves in the physical those are sins that we have to take care of those are sins that most of us many of us fail to remember are already there before we ever manifest them in the physical they are already sitting in our hearts again Jesus himself said that these sins are already in our hearts I think it's Mark chapter 7 verse 4 starting at verse 14 these sins are already and it's a whole list of them and I detailed them in the book it's 13 of them that I've researched and found there are plenty more beyond that but the ones that I focus on in this particular book disease carrier don't be a host for sin there are 13 of them that are already in our heart spiritually long before they manifest themselves physically long before before we ever act on them and they become sin in the physical they are already there in the spiritual so brothers and sisters I don't want you to get caught up not knowing why it is that you're still being held back and why it is that God is still keeping blessings away from you and why he's holding you back from a breakthrough because it's right to repent for the sin that you just did but we also have to repent for the sin that we thought about long before we did it and that's where a lot of people get caught up is we repent for the one the act, the physical act and we fail to remember to repent for the other which is the thought before the physical act repent does not mean repeat so you repent for this one over here but you fail to repent for this one over here and then you go out and commit it again never repenting for all of this over here, this thought over here before you commit the physical acts and these thoughts keep piling up and piling up and piling up and piling up as unrepented sin still sitting over here in this column and while you've gotten all this repentance over here and forgiveness over here and God said yep I forgave you for all of this stuff over here but you never came and talked to me about all these thoughts that you had before you actually committed the sin the willful sin the willful thoughts the things that are sitting way over here in your spiritual bank account that is now bankrupt because you've gotten withdrawals over here from repenting for the physical acts but it bankrupts you over here because you never once repented for the thoughts before the action I'm Pastor Keith may God bless you and may he keep you today and always in the mighty name of Jesus I say amen and amen